Papa Esiedu. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Did I say your name? Even now I'm going in. Did I say your name properly? Esiedu. Esiedu. You have to put the Esiedu in it. Esiedu. Right? Esiedu. <laughs> <laughs> what Ghanaian are you? Ashanti, Ghan? I'm half tree, half Ghan. Oh, why did you half and half yourself? Full you know Ashanti, please. They, they, they didn't consult me. <laughs> <laughs> you just came. You just arrived. Yeah, okay. I just arrived. So please, I beg. Okay, so are you very Ghanaian? So what was I going to ask? Are you a Ghanaian Brit or a British Ghanaian or your English bruv? I know where I'm from. I'm from, I'm from London, bruv. Like, You're I'm, a Londoner. I'm from London. Um, I yeah, I kind of like for me, like I, I, I like the hyphen. It's a diff, a difficult because like when I leave London, I miss London so much. You know yeah, I mean? sure. Like London feels so at home to me. You know, like yeah. when I when I go away from London, I come back. It feels at home. I feel like I feel safe and I feel mm. it feels good. But like when I go to Ghana. That's also a different, it kind of like vibrates on a different level for me. Sure. You know, like being surrounded by people that are like me and being and eating the food and hearing the language and hearing the music and like mm. the heat even, you know, there's that feeling when you step off the plane in Africa and like the air feels differently and it yeah. smells differently and the heat of it, the way the, your, your, your skin suddenly starts kind of like shimmering, you know, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. real about that, you know, so like that I feel as much that as I do London, but when in you're in London, yeah, but in very different ways, you know. So like they're they're both kind of like really important parts of. Can I, of um, can I ask you something? Because and this might look at you putting your finger up like because <laughs> it might determine how oh, the yeah. mood of the rest of this conversation goes. Did you go to Ghana last year? You know what, I didn't. Okay. Oh my god. Cool. Okay. Cool. You know what, friends. I didn't. But cool, like the cool, thing cool. is, like <laughs> there was one like because at, at one point me and my friends were thinking of going and. I saw I saw a ticket price to Ghana that was three and a half thousand pounds. Like it was, economy, it was, and it wasn't even direct. Three and a half thousand pounds. I was like, excuse me. Well, you trying to go at Christmas with the year of return, folk? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is why. But like, this is in like June. I was looking at prices. It wasn't oh, it was even June. like. But you know, no, they June rob to us. Go in, they, they, it, it, it was it was daylight robbery. Yeah. It's a problem because we don't have right. I mean, we can go into the politics of it, but where I'm at right now is I'm very relieved that I didn't have to sit through five, six minutes of you talking about how fantastic Ghana was, <laughs> year of return. Yeah. Did you, were you, were you having that FOMO feeling or were you? I was, um... having, I, I was having that FOMO feeling, but I was also like, like even like when people on their Insta, like in like January the 10th and they were still yeah. there on the body still... beach. I was like, Not leaving. this is finished, you know, <laughs> haven't you got a job? This is what I was saying. I was telling my people who have messaged me, like, can you stop in my it's my own country, my own own country, personal Why country. Are you telling me about it. <laughs> exactly. Leave. No, Leave. Um, <laughs> I was very hurt, but yes, I'm glad. So this is this makes our conversation a lot more freeing. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, you know what? I'm alright. I'm alright. It's a wild time, right? Seriously. Like every day what? is a different day, you know. Where were you when you first heard that you had to stay in your yard for the rest of your life? <laughs> it was mad, like, because I was doing a play at the time. I, I was doing a play at the Kiln, so, like, we... And, and we all got ill, basically. Oh, we all shit. We all basically had it, you know? So, like, we were, we were stressed as fuck because they weren't cancelling the show and we were there, like, is it safe for us to... We were like, have we got it? You know, you know there was that time before lockdown where oh. everyone was kind of, like, just, like, a bit stressed. Yeah. Right? 
And like we were doing the play and like people in the audience, like every time someone coughed, everyone would be like that in the middle of the play, you know, like, and like, and like you had the whole audience of people wearing masks and like, looking oh my gosh. So like, at those times, I think we were just like, yeah, lock us down. Do you know what I mean? Because like, we need an excuse to not be, not be doing the play anymore. So we had it. How bad was it for you? Did you get it like a, did it feel like a cold? Yeah, I mean, it felt weird. Um, It was like, to be fair, I didn't have it that bad. And like, my symptoms, my symptoms were, were strange. Like to begin, like the first symptom I had, because it was obviously just like attacking my body, all over my body. And it, the first symptom I had was like quite euphoric, you know, like my body was like, responded like, and I was like, you know what, this crowd is not too bad, you know. But uh. then after that, <laughs> um, I had like fever and that for a bit. And then I, I, I lost my taste and smell for like, like a week blessings for that but like yeah man. when like at the, at, like in the middle of it like i could eat like i could eat a lemon or eat a lime and and nothing not taste it, you know and Whoa. like there's a fear at those times that will never come back so like that, yeah that, that day that it came back the way i rejoiced i mean welcome and i mean you can now taste your loss again hey hey we thank god this is very good <laughs> very good so how's it been for you as an actor um, what does it What does it look like with this thing being locked down? Have you Did you have work lined up, ready to go, or were you? Yeah, I was meant to be starting a, a, a new job with TV series in May. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Um, and like, yeah, I think as an I think as an actor, kind of like everyone else, like there are days when it feels fine, and you kind of feel like inspired to yeah watch all those box sets that you never had time to do you know and like to oh now's the time for me to launch my writing career or like whatever and like you feel like quite empowered by the fact that there's no pressure from the outside industry to yeah whatever and whatever whatever but at other times you kind of like I think I oscillate between that and between thinking like what is this all for and like yeah. who am I and who, like are you an actor when you're not acting and yeah and that can be like really difficult I think so I found I found it I found it quite a, a polarized experience are you planning do you go into the creative space do you write at all or yeah I've been doing a bit of writing but like I, I would never identify I would never like publicly identify as being a writer you know and like it's 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 that thing of like nobody has seen my words <laughs> do you know what I mean and, like, really keep it that way <laughs> I mean, you're very articulate. I'm sure we could, you know, yeah, get into some of the stuff. If you want to see like a, a <laughs> sentence structure that is reminiscent of like your year four, like English, exam, oh, oh. you know, hey, <laughs> it's not good, you know. So like, it's meant to be bad to begin with, though, right? I, I mean, just to reassure right? you, know, I was, you know, I was actually a fantastic writer. I started writing at about two, three, and from then it's just been perfection. Oh, so I can't reassure you okay. in that way. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but no, I'm saying that I've looked at some old scripts that I wrote, and uh, surely, seriously, I'm not a script writer just yet. It's like, <laughs> it takes time. How am I going to show my ancestors like that? You know, I need to, like, yeah, but like, don't. to be fair, like, it is good in because, like, I think with that kind of stuff, like, mm. you should, you, I don't think you should put pressure on yourself to come up <laughs> with your kind of like great masterpiece immediately. And like, it should take time and it should take, um, you should work it's a craft you know it's a skill and you should like kind of like work that and like now is a good time to be doing that you know so it's all right for it to be bad I think to be to begin with at least and and to be fair you don't have to do right I mean I guess it's something that people especially now with creative talent 
it tends to be that you have to be 360. So you write, direct, produce, you have all these skills in your bag and then yeah. it's not necessarily the case. Do you, like, do you feel like you have to write? Is, are you a producer, are you a director or are you solely an actor? Um, oh, I've definitely got like an interest in like all different kind of like spheres artistically. Mm. Like mm. I think I identify as an artist more more than just like solely an actor. And like I, I definitely like get I enjoy directing in in a very different way to how I do, enjoy acting. And like it it draws on like those those skills in a different way. But um, mm. and producing like yeah, like I don't think I've really got the organizational skills for it really. Um, but like yeah but but you know what I mean but like it is like I I, I like the idea of like helming a project and bringing a project together and seeing Mm. it through to actualization so um yeah those those, those, I'm I'm interested in lots of different um realms and like in my future that's where I see myself going directing definitely like alongside like acting yeah are you a bossy person I'm a very, very kind man, you know, and I've got strong <laughs> opinions, and often my opinions are correct. So it's just okay. about the way to share those co- opinions. <laughs> I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. So the first thing I wanted to do was like go through your Wikipedia because um, I had Naomi Aki on a couple of weeks ago, and I was so confident. I was like, yeah, she's a Scorpio, just like me, twins. And then she's like, no, my Wikipedia is all wrong. And mm. so I came with confident facts that weren't really there. So I was, yeah, I was, it was a very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. So first of all, going to go through your Wikipedia. Did you set up your Wikipedia page? I, I've, I've never touched my Wikipedia page. Have you even seen it, though? I've seen it, but, like, it's nothing to do with me. So, like, there are, there's some fake news on that, for sure. Oh, mate. So, uh, Okay, so you were born in 1990. Is that okay was, to say? That's correct. Star sign? Yes. What would, you, what would you say I was? Um, <clears throat> you yes, should be a Scorpio, but you're not because you didn't jump when I said Scorpio. Oh, so this is already, do you know, we and Leon had a bit of discussion, so I feel like I'm cheating. You're either a Cancerian or a Gemini. That is true. I'm, I, I'm one of those two. I feel Cancer vibes from you, but you're a Gemini. I'm a, I'm a Gemini. Okay. But that's okay. pretty good. Okay, so are you a typical Gemini? Do you know about your star sign? Are you a typical? <sighs> I mean, I don't know, like, because they say, like, Donald Trump's a Gemini and Kanye is a Gemini. Ooh. And, like, Geminis have got a bad rep, you know. Like, I remember I, I, was, mean... in a, I, was, I was in a cab once and the cab driver asked me what star sign I was and I said I was a Gemini. And he said, you are not to be trusted. <laughs> I mean, there's two of Just you. Like that. There's, a couple of like... there's two of you. <laughs> you lot have got... Two moods. One minute you're this and one minute you're that. So like I wouldn't say so. I think we've just got a lot. We, we, I mean, like I, I think we can be lovers, we can be haters, but we can be passionate, right? At the you same know, time. At the same you time, know. you know. But that doesn't mean that we're not to be trusted. <laughs> okay, so next next in this thing is that you um, grew up in East London? Yeah, Walthamstow. Prof- so who else was from Walthamstow? Was it Naomi? Naomi, Naomi. I, yeah. actually, I actually know Naomi from... Back in the day, way back. did you yeah, not grow yeah, up? Yeah. To grow up similar yeah, yeah, spaces. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had like we had a lot of mutual friends. So I used to go out. With, I, I didn't like go out with her, but like we used to go out. Um, yeah, when we were like sixteen, seventeen. Oh wow! Yeah, same so school. Not same school, but she went to school like around the corner from where I lived. So, so I knew a lot of her mm. mates. So, so it's mad. Fun. It's mad. Kind of like watching, watching. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. And, like, and watching what she's done has just been. I've been very proud of Are there many people from your from your time in that area that have come up the same way as you you've come up? Is there anyone else? Um not really because like, I didn't start acting till late, you know. So like I like I never went to any of like the youth club the youth Oh, uh, okay. 
um, drama classes and all that drama classes or anything like that. So I didn't know any of those people. I only I only knew Naomi through like so big like social groups, you know. So I don't really know other people that have grown up in that area that have done this. You know? So when you were sixteen, what were you planning on being? Who were you? Who do you think of you're going to be? Of course, I was going to be a doctor. Oh, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I. Why did I even question Auntie's um, like, intention? It's true. Do you know what I mean? Like there so, was there, there was no choice. So when did you break Auntie's heart and say, um, actually, uh, mummy, I'm just oh going God, to... It was stressful, you know, but like, it was, was it? yeah, it was stressful for Auntie, for my mum, yeah. <laughs> because like, it was like, I was on it, it was happening, you know, I had, I like made my application, had my face and everything. So like, the dream was on a plate in front of her, you know. Where were you she going? Like, Where were you... Don't tell me you're going to go to Oxford and do some, and you just went left. No, nah, I was going to UCL. Hey, you. Look at you. It's a lot, right? Oh, can you imagine? I'm just here. I'm here. My mum's just hey. And then to become an actor of all things, what's an actor? Wait, so don't you got into a whole UCL? Trump. And like I hadn't done like acting. I'd done like a play. I'd done a school play at school or whatever. And my mum was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Like I'm glad you enjoyed that, <laughs> but at least you've got a life of stability and financial support <laughs> for me ahead of that." Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm going to drama school. She said, what's drama school? Drama, hold on, wait, wait. No, 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 you have to set this up because there's a lot of African children scared for you and getting palpitations. Obviously, Ghanaian parents, they're like acad- academics first, you know? So, like, I'd really, like, yeah. gone ham on it. But then, like, it's hard because obviously at that age, like, you don't know what, no one knows what yeah. you want to do, really. True, you, know I mean? you don't know True. what direction you want to go in. And, like... I think that I think it's unfair. It's, it's unfair for you to have to kind of make those kind of big decisions. Not even at eighteen, you're making those decisions at sixteen, fifteen, mm, whatever. Yeah. You know? So like, yeah, I was fortunate in the fact that like I kind of like had an idea of something that I might be passionate about. And got so, an what was it? To... So while you were studying, you were thinking, "Nah, this ain't for me. I'm going to get these grades, but this is not for me." So you went. So you were what, seventeen, eighteen, and eighteen, nineteen, yeah. and then you just started. Yeah, I was I was eighteen, but like I I I did this thing called National Youth Theatre. I I did that because I had a mate that that had done it, you know. So mm-hmm. like they were like, yeah, it's a chance for you to like live away from home and you could like drink and like go out and meet girls and everything. So I was like, see if I do that. And mm-hmm. then of course, <laughs> and then <laughs> that was the first that was the first time that I, I I I had a kind of like community of people that were also interested in this kind of thing, and like I was really inspired by that. Yeah. And so like that kind of led led me in a whole different direction, you know. And like from then, I was like, wow, this is something that potentially I could be good at, that I could also be passionate about. Yeah. But like still at these at these times, you're not even thinking about a career or like going it's just that you enjoy doing it you just enjoy doing it you know yeah so yeah it's very it's been it's it's been step by step for me like incrementally so what was that conversation like with mom when you said to mom okay mom it's this like seriously it's not gonna happen you know what i've got to give ratings to my mom yeah because like she just didn't really say anything she was she just like she went off and like had various conversations with her friends which since i found out were like stress and like oh, this I can, is one do you know what I mean but like to be fair to her and I always give I have to give her ratings for this she mm. was like look whatever you do you just have to make sure you do it properly oh you yeah have to make sure you properly do it so like if you are gonna throw away a whole UCL and go down this other route 
don't just do it just like for fun or just for don't fun. don't do it like half ass. You've got to do it properly. You've got to finish it properly. You know, so like that support, you know, and like especially from sure. someone like her, you know, <laughs> having the dream like taken away from her like that. You took away her like, bragging so she could say, Yes, my son is their daughter. Oh, no, I'm she's hurt already, for she, she, she'd already bought her beach house in the <laughs> But yeah, she was very, she was very, she was supportive in that sense. But it happens. I think parents can see. I think deep down they know. I think I put my mum through similar stress, and mm. finally, I mean, a good. I don't know how many years later she's like, okay, I get it. You're yeah, not a hairdresser. Yeah. You're this person, and she yeah, finally yeah, gets yeah. it. They just want to have bragging rights. It happens. They just want to be able to brag about their child. Do you have siblings? I've got a half-sister, half-brother, but my half-sister lives in Ghana and my mm-hmm. half-brother lives in America. Okay. Hmm. That's good. So you're kind of like an only child? I'm essentially... Kind of. Yeah, I'm essentially an only child. Like, I probably, like... I, yeah, I spent a lot of time alone as a, as a, as a kid. So that affects my um, personality now, but, like... Yeah, no, my sister's cool. I mean, you're a Gemini, so there was, you had yourself to talk to. Yeah, I mean, I had a whole lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you went to NYT, and then you went to also Will's Shakespeare Company. So in going to these really esteemed institutions when it comes to acting, how how important do you think it was that you went to these places? And did you feel like you had to? Because not everyone goes to those, you know, traditional or those learning yeah, places. So, for this, uh, so for this I, I, I actually went from... Um, MIT to Guildhall, so that was the name, the okay. name of my drama school. Is Guildhall School of Music and Drama, and like I very much like I don't think like everyone has to go to drama school. I don't think it's a must to be an actor, and I think like that like I know and have worked with a lot of like amazing actors, Trafe included, who haven't been to drama school to have a formal kind of like classical training. Mm. But I felt just because like I hadn't grown up doing it, and like I didn't, I, I just that. didn't have like the frame of references, you know. Like oh. I'd never, I'd never been to a play, for example, before I was like eighteen, you know. Yeah. So like, there aren't any theaters in Walthamstow, you know, the nearest ones to Stratford, and it just wasn't something culturally that I did or my friends thing? did, yeah. or, like my family did, you know. So like, I felt like I had to do a lot of catching up and like a oh. lot of learning. So like, that was a good space for me to spend three years just kind of like figuring out bits and bobs but again like I wouldn't like I like I was really I was still really bad by the end of drama school you know like real talk this is actually no joke like real talk like it's like it takes a lot of like doing it properly in front of audiences and in front of cameras and stuff before you actually properly start learning your craft which I kind of I was still I was still very anxious and in my head by the time that I'd finished how so how would you define it about where you was like when you said you were in your head, was it because you couldn't let go and become the character because of self-consciousness? Or... Um, yeah, kind of. I think it's also experience and also just, like, demystifying the whole thing. I remember when I was in drama school, I thought that, like, acting or, like, being a, to do a character, like, when you became a character, I thought you kind of, like, lost consciousness and, like, okay. you just became this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. and then afterwards, you're like, wow, I was so in it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, like, for ages, I was like, oh, why can't I do that? You know? Like, yeah. I always felt like I was conscious. You're supposed to you feel know? something you're in the... To feel, yeah. You lose yourself. And then you come out, and you're like, oh, God. Oh, so much, you know? Um, so, like, it took me a while to realise that that perhaps wasn't necessarily how it worked. <laughs> Um, yeah, 
but yeah, just like it's it's challenging and like drama schools are brilliant for a lot of reasons, but they're also challenging in or at least like my experience at drama school is challenging in terms of like the material that you were you weren't given and like yeah the um yeah I felt I, f- I felt I had to do a lot of like code switching and a lot of yeah um, compromising in order to kind of like try and get to the same point as my peers which perhaps so I was going to say that I was going to say that coming from Walthamstow East London and then possibly with your peer group were any of your your homies and your homets were any of them understanding of what you were doing was it a bit like you were you know hiding your (laughs) I'm going to do Billy Elliot hiding your leotard underneath your school uniform (laughs) 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 and pretending you're going to football club but was there any kind of co-switching outside of those spaces and also when you were in those spaces was it did you feel like the young black boy from east london in amongst all these posh actors yeah it's interesting like i'm like a lot of my friends were like yeah but when you're going to be on the extenders that it was yeah. always that like, <laughs> yeah. yeah but like you've made it if you if you get and this is not to disrespect anyone and and it's mean, true I, I love EastEnders. Um, so some of my favourite scenes ever have been on EastEnders. My favourite yeah. dialogue, at least. But like it, that, it, 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 in terms of like them taking it seriously, it was like that. It's like, oh, you're trying to go on EastEnders, then. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it'll be like you could just do that now, right? Like I could show you how to act like that. You know? so, like, <laughs> yeah. There wasn't necessarily an appreciation of the craft of it. Yeah, no, 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 necessarily should there have been. Like being in the school though, like. In my year, there were like three people of color in uh, out of a year of twenty seven, I think, and it was me and Michaela. Like, so I was in the same year as Michaela. Oh, wicked! Me and Michaela and like another guy, but and but like also the whole teaching faculty are white. Yeah, uh, and like historically, yeah. and the and the syllabus is historically based on like a very kind of like Eurocentric idea of um of. I suppose acting and of literature, you know. So like, mm. it takes a what like so like my whole time there, I don't think I ever played a character that was black, for example. Wow. Which is like quite confusing when you actually Absolutely. look back on it. Do you know what I mean? Especially when like other people are playing um, parts that are more close to their experience. So like, it took me a long time to to kind of like digest that mentally because mm. like. I would say, like, even though it was only, it was like, so this is like 2009 to 2012, and like the conversation has moved forward in a big way, especially kind of like informed by social media and everything. But like, I didn't really have the vocabulary at the time to kind of diagnose what I was finding difficult or what mm. I was finding the impediment was. And um, so it's, it's it's looking back on that. So like drama school is like for me is like quite a bittersweet, not bittersweet, but like, it's mixed. It's Gemini, like you know, like there were like great great things and like I've made like my best mates from that school yeah so like big challenges I can understand that I think I can't remember what year it was and I should have had my facts in front of me um when I uh, in the early days of me launching the British Blacklist I remember going to a panel discussion at Central School of Speech and Drama yeah. So a, a guy had organized something. So it's just having, and it's this continuous diversity conversation that we have, but then from the perspective of drama schools, especially esteemed institutions that from the, you know, just even the, the, the content that you guys learn from the scripture that you got read from. And mm. I know there's black plays that we know and love, mm. you know, but yet they're not on the curriculum. And so having mm. black students as, you know, or diverse students coming in and not being able to get into character about with characters that they, that relate to them, yeah. A lot of the students were, you know, in the Q&A section, they were like, this is a problem for us and it's stressful and it doesn't, it, it hinders us, our progress kind of thing. So 
I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and yeah. is this a communal feeling from all guys? Because I suppose things are slowly changing. So you're from a generation that went to that on that year. But I think things are changing now. Or have yeah, you heard? Well, I think there's definitely at least like people at least being seen to make that kind of effort, you know? So like yeah. the, the, the people, like schools have been seen to choose plays that are more kind of like fluid in terms of the stories that are being told, which is a good yeah. thing for sure in terms of like itch and that scratch. Because I still, I still go back to my old drama school and I like work, oh, on the audi- and work on the audition panel in terms of like thinking about trying to make sure that the cohort of students that they come through aren't a homogenous kind of like yeah. whatever. So like I still, like, I feel, I still think there's lots of steps to be made and it's not just face space, you know. Like for you, like when I was going to drama school, you had to pay like forty quid just to audition. Wow. Per drama school. So wow. like if you're going to and like it's very unlikely it's very hard to get into drama school. So if you're gonna audition to like ten drama schools or whatever, that's like four hundred quid before yeah. you and that's before you even think about like traveling there and if you're like going to Glasgow, you're going to Cardiff, you might have to stay in the night or whatever. So like there are social socioeconomic blocks as well. So like mm. there's lots of it's it's a very imperfect system and it's a it's an amazing thing. I think drama schools are amazing things and they're great bastions of knowledge, but like yeah, there's lots of that needs to be done in terms of accessibility and like changing, changing I mean, to make it better. It feels like it's like the last three years things have picked up for you. Do you feel like that, or do you feel? I mean, do you feel old in the game, or do you feel like you're new, new, <laughs> new talent? I definitely don't feel new. It's like, <laughs> like you do these things where it's like someone says like you're a star of tomorrow or like you I mean know, your breakthrough a breakthrough or whatever and it's like oh what so now I've broken through I'm like, hey, like, <laughs> I've been working like, hard all this time <laughs> star of tomorrow well that was star of yesterday I don't know like I like I feel like I've been like working like I feel like really fortunate to have had the mm. opportunities that I've had like all the way through my like short career so far yeah you know? and like that's not just like haven't been lucky enough to like do HBO series and stuff. Like I felt really lucky to do like small plays in the film yeah. theatre, you know, and tell those stories, you know. So like I've I've or I feel like it's been like an incremental step forward, you know. Mm. And like I've really enjoyed that because it just means that you're like I always feel ready for the opportunity when I'm getting there. I never feel like I'm like jumping into something that is too overwhelming or like too much for me. So what was a production, when you said you were, you were crap when you came out of drama school, what was a production that made you feel like, you know what, I'm an actor, you know, I'm all right, I'm actually good at this stuff. I'm actually a um, bad boy. <laughs> you know what, that, like, obviously, like, I'm never going to go on record saying I thought I was a bad boy, but, like, there was definitely, I, I did a show called Black Jesus yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at the Finborough in like 2013 or something and it was a really small play and like all of us it was like me Cyril Inri, Debbie Corley Ooh, yeah. and um, a guy called Alex Gatehouse and like we were all getting paid like 50 quid a week you know so like okay. that's not even enough to like properly like cover your oyster card let alone like yeah. kind of like survive on so we were we weren't doing it for the money we were doing it for the love mm. but like it was this amazing play set in Zimbabwe about like I suppose the revolution and oh. I played a character that was really really difficult and really kind of like not particularly likable but like mm-hmm. it was like really fulfilling and challenging and 
I'm not going to say that I did that thing where I like lost myself in the part and woke up and was like, wow, what was that? But like, it definitely kind of like resonated with me on a different level where I felt like I was reaching a different kind of stage of storytelling and reaching audiences in a different way. And I think that's why I love play so much because your audience is right there in front of you. So you can see the effect that you're having on them. See, that is what would potentially scare me knowing that you've got to be on stage every night saying the same thing but not making a mistake because the audience is right there obviously with film and tv you have the editing room obviously the director has a moment where look you can't do this again however on stage you've got no one saying look can we just stop cut reshoot and all that type of stuff how do you how do you how do you do that I think it's galvanizing having different audiences. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like every single night you've got a different audience and like a different audience is going to react in a completely different way to the night before. So if you do if you do a bit, right, where you're like, you know what, I smashed that yesterday, you know, I got a big mm. laugh, like the audience loved it, and then you try and do exactly the same thing the next night, no one is silence, definitely silence. <laughs> and you're like out there like, wow. I really thought I was a special guy, you know. That's so, scary. Like, it takes a lot of courage, I guess, um, to kind of like give yourself to the moment and allow like yourself to engage with an audience as if it's the first time, because mm. it is the first time that they're going to be seeing the play. Probably, it takes a lot of courage to not kind of like try and lean back on like what you've done like the night before, two nights before, or, yeah. or whatever, and create something that's organic and spontaneous to that moment but like yeah I enjoyed that I, I really enjoy that challenge I find it mate hats off to all you guys in that space because that's I feel like that's so even doing like live interviews I feel the pressure but I don't know something about acting I, I'm freestyling but you've got to stick to words and a character's personality and all that type of stuff so how do you build your characters what do you do what's your how do you set when you get given the script this is your character how do yeah. you start to build them um I think it's a combination of a lot of things like the more rehearsal you get the better but like obviously with um with film and tv stuff you don't often get a huge amount of rehearsal so I mean for me like it's a lot of work kind of like excavating text I guess so like looking at what a character says about themselves what they say about other people how they respond to other people Mm. like excavating text like gives you a lot and then you've got to look at like I think I like I quite enjoy looking at the similarities and the differences between me and a character, and I think it's really important mm-hmm. that there's a separation between yourself as an actor and your character. It's not about just like trying to bring it closer to yourself and trying to, sure. you know, but like you still need to ask yourself the question of like, what would I do if it was me? If mm-hmm. I was in that situation, how would I feel? How how would I respond? You know, so like it's about creating that separation between yourself and the character and using your imagination to fill that gap. I think. It's probably my, I mean, I'm still, like, I wouldn't even say I've got a process like that. I'm definitely not yeah. someone who, like, is method or does, like, Stanislavski or anything like that. But, like, simply, it's, I, I, I think it's about, like, loving your character without judging your character and, like, finding things that you love about your character. I love that about, find, like, asking yourself what you would do versus what the character would do and then finding the sweet spot in the middle. Well, even if it's not in the middle, it's a realisation so that you've got something to answer to. Yeah. I, I, to me, I, I feel like that would be really helpful because kind of... I think so, but it's also about respecting the idea that a character is not just made by you. It's, it's, a, it's a collaboration between yourself and the writer and the director yeah. and the editor and, like, all kinds of other creatives 
augment the work that you do as an actor you know so it's not just you so you've got to honor the work that other people are doing whereas like if you're like look i'm gonna make it about myself and we're doing it my way that's quite self-regarding you know so how did you get in touch with mr alex in gangs of london because alex is (laughs) alex is quite well to do and well spoken and not (laughs) what now bruv about to f you up bruv he's very well to do he is he's very slick and he's um he's got he's got um a selection of suits that I'm quite envious of. I think, yes. like, when we were thinking about that character um, and building that character, including, like, the way he talks, the way he moves, the way he doesn't talk, you know? Like, mm. it was a lot about, like, number one, well, especially, like, with my character and Joe's character, uh, Joe's character, Sean, it yeah. was about, like, making a differentiation between us and our fathers, you know, the previous generation, and about how sure. we're kind of, like, coming at it from... Uh, we've got a different starting point in life to them but also not wanting to make the same mistakes that they've made and actually like taking their business or their ideas and making it bigger making it more successful making it more legitimate and I think like yeah the way they speak it's really probably it probably speaks to like their upbringing they probably went to the Mm. best schools you know that kind of like new money thing of like you've got like immigrants that land in London in the 50s and 60s or whatever, make a whole lot of money by like beating people up on the streets or whatever. They send their kids to a certain school, you know, and they're still Mm -hmm. going to a certain golf club and they want to kind of front like they're, they're, they're the money people, you know? So I think for us, we were kind of like treading that line between like um, what we do, you know, which is like still kind of like scrabbling about in the mud, especially for Sean's To be fair. Yeah, yeah, for Joe's character, less so me, but in a different way. Mm. But but also what our ambitions are to 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 be in the future. Um, how did the role come to you? Did you hear about it? Were you assuring, or did you have to audition? Yeah, no, I took, I, I I I sent in a self tape for it, and like I'd mm. heard of I'd heard about the um I'd heard about the production like quite a long time before because like I think it's kind of like existed in different iterations for a while you know people okay this project for like two three years you know i knew a lot of people in it before i knew shoppe before i knew people before and like i knew that they'd been cast in it and it sounded like it was a really exciting group of actors actually Mm. but then i read the scripts and i was like or at least the first the first few scripts and i was like this this feels like a really kind of like it 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 occupies occupies a unique space in like the british tapestry of drama it felt it, mm. it felt it felt genuinely new and fresh and it had its own like quite clear authentic voice so yeah i was going to say so what's it like when apart, i'm going to go back to gangs of london but when you hear a project that sounds good um and it's buzzing amongst all the actors how is it is it because like is it like you're all on the phone like right right have you heard this have you heard this and then what's it like in that space when you hear about a project that you must it's funny because like you hear like you hear like so and so's auditioned for this and so and so's auditioned yeah, yeah, for yeah, that, yeah. you know. And there's like a bit of chat about it, and then you talk to your agent and you're like, "Can can you get me in for that? Or can you get me seen for that?" Um, with like for me actually, with this, it actually all happened very quickly. Like I, again, as it seems always, I was doing a play and then heard about it and then auditioned for it and then had a chat mm. with the director about it and then like a couple of weeks later, we were we were doing the read through for it. So I didn't have as much of 
as much of the kind of like chase of the audition you know yeah 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 but like i suppose that's the, it that depends on what your situation is with your agent you know if you've got an agent that's like really super on it and it's got all the connections then you're probably in the room before certain other people but yeah i think to be fair i think in especially in like london amongst like people that i know and that and the actors that i know and friends that i have we're quite good at kind of like letting other people know if there's oh, like, like, cool. I, I, like i'll like message someone if i'm like i don't really feel that i'm right for this part but you should go in for this because i think you'd be right i think like we, we as a community it's really important that we support each other as opposed to leaning into the competition of each other you know like i think i think that makes it easier for everyone that's really gracious I, I don't, don't know if I'm no, 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 not you. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying for myself. I was trying to put myself in a place like there's a role to play the lead opposite Viola Davis and it's how to get away with murder part two, three, four. And I'm going to be like, hey girl, let's both go up for it. <laughs> I just don't, I don't see, I mean, maybe that's my character, but that's really no, good to know like, that there's. <laughs> but like, you're not like, I think it's important to realise that we're not perfect for every single role, you know? Like, sure, there exactly, are certain roles true. that it's just like, I'm not the person for that. And you probably mm. are. And like, if your agent's not getting you in the room for that, you should be, because I'm definitely not going to get it anyway. So it's no skin yeah. on those. What if it's out. something that you want? Yeah, then I'm a bit more quiet. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly my emails, suddenly my emails, uh, <laughs> my 4G gets turned off. So, okay, so um, Gangs of London. So obviously it has gone down. Did you, when you were filming on set, did you feel like it was something special or were you like, or do you know, did because I've, I've only heard positive response. I don't think I've heard critique, negative critique at all. I mean, the violence, okay, guys, calm down. There's a lot of violence. Freaked me out. Had to close my eyes a lot. However, that's not an issue. That's not, it made sense in the world. I've not really had any negativity at all. Were you prepared for this kind of response? Did you knew, know you had something special? I mean, I don't think you ever know, know that, like, you're onto something that's, like, making sure mm. that you honour the work that's already been done before. But, I mean, I think we did know that we had, like, a really amazing group of creatives, you know? Like, yeah, for to sure. Begin with, to, to begin with, like, the directors are amazing. Like, I'd watch... Gareth Evans, who directed the first episode and the fifth episode, I mm. watched The Raid and The Raid 2 when, when I was a younger, you know, and, like, loved those films, like, iconic, legendary films, you know? So yeah. to, to work on something that he's an expert in is a privilege. And then, like, you're looking around at the other people that you're acting with, like, Sharpe, Lucien, Narguez, like, the list goes on. Like, there's yeah. amazing people, there's, there, there's amazing actors there. So you feel like you've got to raise your game to kind of, like, reach that level. You know, so like it definitely felt like it was like a healthy group of creatives working on something. But like, for sure, there's so much time in the edit afterwards and post production that you like. We shot it like over a year ago. I started shooting it oh, in wow. yeah, I started shooting it in like November 2018. So oh, wow. like, it's been a long, 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 long time since wow. we since we st stepped away from it. So it's kind of nice to come back to it now. Was it something that you had to sit on and be like I can't talk about it, I can't tell anyone, and then finally. I mean, in a way, but, like, no one knew what it was, you know? No, oh, no, yeah, one, no, no one had really heard of it. So, like, it wasn't really, like, keeping secrets or anything like that. But it, it it's funny because, like, I remember we, we had to do a bit of press for it before, it, like, maybe a week or two weeks before it came out. And, like, yeah. I kind of, like, forgot what Alex's... Like, I'd gone <laughs> on and, like, shot something else and done something else, you know? So I yeah, forgot yeah. what the actual thing was even about, you know? So I was watching it as a kind of fan, which was which was good. You don't mind watching yourself on screen? 
I hate it. No, I absolutely hate it. I hate, I hate, hate it. So, like, that's, like, scratching your eyes out. But, like, no. it was great to watch other people. Can you recall a time on set that was, or which scene or episode is your favourite? Um, you know what? One of my favourite scenes to watch, at least, there's a scene at the end of episode four, which mm-hmm. is great because everybody's there. Like, I'm there, um, my dad's there, Shope's there. <gasps> I know Dawn's the scene. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Pippa's there. Every the whole family is there, you know. Yeah. And like, there's this long, long, long shot which starts with like Joe and Sean putting Elliot on the table, and then someone's yes. gonna pull a bullet out of him, and it kind yes. of like pans to the kid, and the kid goes out of the room, and you go into the other room, and someone's shooting up, and then you come back, and someone comes up the stairs, and then yeah, 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 and then it yeah. like lands on this final shot on the mirror. And the mirror's got a bullet in the center yes. of it, and it's cracked like that. And you can see like a different member of the family in each shard of glass. You know, yeah, I just yeah. thought that was just like such a beautiful, beautiful scene, but also really representative of like a lot of the work that we've done because like that, it's not often that you get everybody in the room at the same time. For sure. Know? So that was a real that. So that was a great day to have to like catch up with people and being like, "Yo, what have you been shooting? What have you been shooting?" You know. So like it was that 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 was a, I, and I thought that was a really amazing scene to watch you know it was genuinely tense and yeah it felt operatic in a good way um so i made a story it's michaela's like project where she's created it she's written it she's directed some episodes she stars in it now i didn't know that you'd known michaela from drama days so you've known her for a long while and this is going to be the second time you've Second time you've worked with her, have you worked with her before? Apart um, from Black Earth? Not pr- like professionally, yeah, second time, yeah. Was it a case where that's my homie, come and do this project? Or was it a thing where, no, Papa, you could be my friend a little more. You're going to audition. You know what? It, it. Was, it, was, it was a madness because, like, of, yeah, she's like my mate. And, like, all the way through Chewing Gum, for example, mm. like, we'd be, like, chatting and we'd be, like, talking about, like, and potential storylines and characters and whatever and never once did she like holler at me being like yeah and I've, I've got you in mind for this character but I didn't say anything you know I was like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you you do your thing I'm out here doing small fringe plays anyway getting paid nothing <laughs> but don't worry about me do you know what I mean I don't need yeah you eat. do your thing I don't need to eat you go and make millions and get baptized and everything good for you yeah good for you anyway and then it comes around to this one um, and she, and like yeah again like talking like she spent a long long time writing this show, um, and like she like she was writing bits in America and Italy like all over the place you know and it was a long mm. gestation period and again like we were in touch as she was doing that but never really spoke about like the idea of like me being in it which again is mm. fine you know like we're friends before we're colleagues. And it was actually, and then, like, the casting director apparently approached her being like, you should audition Papa for this part. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe oh. that's a good idea. Oh. And I was like, she- oh, wow. You're going to do it like that. You're going to do it like that. All right. But, like, I think, I think I, I, to be fair, I think that's a really healthy thing for her. Like, she's, she's definitely about, like, lifting people she really up is. with her and like supporting people that she cares about and like mm. she's she's a huge champion of like people that she respects you know but it's also good that she's not le- she's not led by like oh I need to get my friend in this and I need to get my yeah. other friend in this I need to get my other friend in this because like I think there's too many people who'll be like grab 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 it yeah, yeah, yeah she's very singular minded and focused you know and like for her like the story and the art, art at the center of it is at the, at the top of 
the things that are important to her, which is what yeah. makes her such a talented and like actually singular artist in 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 the current environment. You know, that's what makes her so brilliant. But um, yeah, it definitely wasn't. I, I wasn't a shoe in for it for. From for the it. So, and again, it's another. It's a strong kind of British black cast. You've got Emil, you've got Wiriche, you've got Michaela, you've got yourself, um, yeah, yeah. those of other people. So again, that was like a coming together of your peers. What was it yeah, like yeah. on set? What was it like? Oh, it was jokes on set. The, yeah. The, the, the vibes were amazing. And, like, the work was serious, but the, the jokes were great. And, like, yeah, you're right. It was amazing. It, it was great to be working with people who are your peers, you know, who are kind mm. of like, doing the same thing that you're doing and um, and that you respect. And, sure. and, again, that kind of, like, bringing levels of fire that, like, you're never ready for, you know? So, like, we definitely pushed, pushed each other. Yeah, so now it's time for a really important moment, right? It's legendary game. This is called Name This TV Show Movie. It's a very catchy title. So what I'm going to do, I've got five TV shows or movies that I'm going to give hints about, and you're going to guess what they are. The rules are in this space, it's like, it's either made or written by a black person, has an all-black cast, or stars a prominent black actor. So now, what I do is give you clue one, odd words from the title. Yeah. Clue two, how I'll give you, I'll let you know how many words are in the title. Clue three, I'll give you one word to describe the thing. And clue four, if you don't get it after all those wonderful clues, I'll give you a description of one of the characters. And if you don't get it from them, then literally okay, I've, okay. I've won. You understand? First one I'm going to give you is two. As in T-O or T-W-O? O-O-T-O-O. Yes, that's right. Two is one of the words in the title. Is it Save Me Too? No. Would you like another clue? Um, yeah, give me another clue. There are three words in the title. There By the way, words. your people in the comments can help you. However, I really, they get on my nerves because they help you and make you win against me, which is really stressful. And it's a film or a TV show? Yes, my lovely. Has anyone got any ideas? No, I'm getting <clears> nothing <throat> here. Okay, give me... Do you want the third clue? Yeah. What's the, third the, cl what's the thing for the third clue? The third clue is a word that describes what the project is. <laughs> <Like. laughs> I always choke on my drink. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> All right, two. Three words. Uh, do you Three want your words. third clue? I obviously do want my third clue. <clears throat> struggling here. Freshy. The clue is freshy. Been too long? No. Come on now. However. Oh, damn it. Okay. Hey. But you read it. Look at your eyes looking down. It wasn't from your oh, brain. Trust me. No, 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 no. There's nothing there. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Oh, so how many points is that? I don't even know. Leon, how many points is that? I swear it's one, because he didn't get one. it. One? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Hold about? on. Look at the Gemini He's switch, collect. though. Guys, guys, did you just see the Gemini switch? Trust me, I came oh my to God. play, you know. So, the word I'm going to give you is yeah. in. In. I mean... <laughs> okay, give me another clue. Another. The next clue is, it has three words in the title... Again, three words. In too deep? No. Um, a lot of people so, are saying in too deep. Um, no, well, a lot of people are wrong. 
Do you want your third clue, sir? Um, insecure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me another one. Okay, so the third clue. clue is, the word to describe the film is blood. This is a, such a freaking easy get, a clue, man. You lot don't get it. All of you, get out of it. The word in the yeah. title is in. There were three yeah. words in the title, and a clue to describe the thing is blood. Is it Men a film or is it, is it a TV show? It's a film. I can give you that. Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, Sade. Thanks for traitoring your homegirl. <laughs> Sade. Shout out, Sade. <laughs> like, I'm struggling out here, so I actually needed you there. Please. Okay, so the third project, you've got to get... If you don't get this, then you need to go back to being a doctor, I'm afraid. So I need to check myself. Yeah, man, seriously. The word I'm going to give you is black. Well, it could be anything, isn't it? Black Panther? No, actually. Not Black Panther. Men in Black? No, not Men in Black. Um, Blackish? No. I mean, how can you (laughs) offer just that word? The thing is, it could have been... Hold on, the words that you've given me so far are two, in... And black. So you expected me to get vampire in Brooklyn off of in. <laughs> but I also gave you, you a clue. You couldn't give me vampire or Brooklyn. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I gave you blood <laughs> as a clue. And this vampire. The clue is there. In the that was the third clue. Okay. Yeah. Give me how many words? <clears throat> Three words in the title. Black and blue. No. Um... There's clues coming up. You're not. Scroll up like this. The oh, answer's jokes. just... Black Uprising. <laughs> I mean, come on. You are in the tin. Even if it's two seconds. Yeah, even but I'm it... just like so humble like that, innit? I wouldn't even <laughs> think about something that I was in, you know? All right. The word I'm going to give you is some. Oh, fuck. It was the wrong word, but it doesn't matter. I can't give you the other one. The word I'm going to give you is some. 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 Some as in S-U-M or S-O-M-E? S-O-M-E. Um, can you tell me if it's TV or film? It's TV. Oh, God, I okay. think I'm getting soft in my old age. Oh, I don't like. Oh, uh, some girls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last one. Yeah. The word I'm going to give you is talk. I'm waiting for my Leon clue to come through before. No, I Leon. I swear to God, Leon. Don't give... <laughs> don't give no answers, Leon. I swear. He's um, got to get this one. Right, I hate. All right, all right. Everybody. Um, um, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me the number of words. Five words in the title. There are five, five words. words in the title. Talk. Five words in the title. Oh, oh, oh. Um, if Bill Street could talk. Ah! I feel like the first. Yeah. Ah! So you're on fourteen points. So you're tied with who's it? Yeah, you're tied at the top. Tied no! at the top. Wait. Even but, though you tried to, you tried to stitch <laughs> me up from the beginning, right? Giving me, so, giving, giving me them budget clues from the beginning. You <laughs> could not keep me down. <laughs> Just remember that. It's your turn now, people in the in the comments. Ask Papa all the questions that you like. Sophie Sullivan says, "Have you felt outside pressure to stay creative during lockdown? And any tips about that? I mean, we kind of spoke about that earlier, but you know." Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, we spoke about it a bit earlier. I think there is, I think all of us are feeling the pressure a little bit because yeah, people, I mean, like, people are saying that, oh, yeah, now's the time to write your this or to write your that and, like, everyone's writing their corona 
comedy or like whatever so there is definitely <laughs> yeah. a, there's definitely a pressure to feel creative and I think it is important to keep your mind active but there's different ways of doing that you know like mm. this is a is like it's a, it's a good time to be doing research it's a good time to be reading a lot and it's a good time to be watching like I watched a film the other day um called The Lunchbox which uh-huh. is which is starring Irfan Khan who died sadly like last yeah, week I yeah, think yeah. and yeah. it's one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen you know and I don't think I ever would have really carved out the time to watch that in normal times you know so mm. like I view that as kind of like work you know I view mm. that as like research and that definitely um adds to my craft you know so like there's lots of different ways I think of of keeping yourself creative and it's not necessarily like you have to come up with like an original idea that will yeah on HBO by the time we get out of this um pandemic that's fair I heard that you're doing puzzles you've been doing a lot of puzzles (laughs) I mean yeah those are on like slightly slower days (laughs) is it actual like puzzles or word puzzles no actual puzzles like i, I like done, puzzles i haven't done a puzzle since i was about 10 years old you know and like they're actually kind of lit like yeah um who knew that puzzles were actually sick so yeah been, no i like I've puzzles been, i've been doing that to kind of keep my mind keep my mind what kind of pieces like you're talking about a four piece like four like primary school or you're talking about thousands and thousands four pieces are you serious <laughs> i mean judging by your behavior in the game i don't know are you actually gonna send for me like that now <laughs> are you a sore loser or, or what what is it no i'm i'm, I'm just trying uh, to we played it right. fair, you know? anyway <laughs> now i've started at 500 pieces oh right, okay um, and i think i'm but like i'm 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 actually getting quite a lot of abuse on, on instagram saying that 500 pieces is too easy so uh, no i think i'm i think i'm gonna have to level up if i'm if i'm going to be out here on these streets doing puzzles like that M Mrs RC seventeen said, "Did you get to keep anything from Hamlet? Everyone actually, people have been talking about your Hamlet role and really enjoying your portrayal of Hamlet. Could you give us yeah. a bit about that?" And she said, "She's still persu- trying to persuade the RSC to give her your jacket." Yeah. I promise. I promise you, you don't want that jacket because I wore that jacket like for whatever, like one hundred and fifty performances, and it's not as fresh as it was when <laughs> for, I mean, when I first wore it. So, like, I don't think you. Re- I don't think you really want that. I mean, it's like having Michael Jackson's jacket. Maybe it's that to her. Maybe she wants to condemn it. It's quite a comparison. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I don't think I'm going to go around saying, like, it's like. <laughs> but do, I mean, what was that experience like doing Hamlet? Because it seems like it's resonated with people. Yeah, it was amazing. It was that was actually also like a very formative experience for me. You know, like mm. it was the first time that I was kind of like playing a lead role in the major kind of national scale production and yeah yeah, it was a it was a production that we as creatives as actors performers musicians kind of like combined to create something a a story that was true to us a retelling of that story that was true to us you know Mm. like it wasn't the most um it was it it, it wasn't kind of like a traditional telling of that story it was something that felt like real to the people that were involved in it and Mm. spoke to spoke spoke to an audience for today as well and a young audience as well so yeah it was definitely like super important to me and like I had a great time doing it okay Freya Blendell says I'm going into my final year in drama school any advice on what to do once I graduate tips on finding an agent auditioning etc should I do a master's p.s you're my favorite actor Ha, ha, ha. Oh, thank you. Um, tips on what to do when you graduate. When when I graduated from drama school, the first thing I did was set up a theatre company, theatre company, and like 
we kind of like spent at least a year kind of like making plays and like working with other actors and directors and writers and like creating you know and I think in that first year that's the most important thing to do because like kind of like now it's like am I an actor if I'm not acting and like in that Mm. first year you might like go straight into a massive Hollywood film but you might not you might it might take a minute for you to like start getting auditions or start getting parts you know and it's important for you to still kind of be flexing that muscle and Mm. and kind of like testing yourself in that way so like I would kind of focus on doing as much as you can with other people you know create stuff with other people or like do scratch nights or kind of like do like play readings or talk to directors and talk to people that aren't literally doing what you're doing in order to kind of like allow yourself to set a foundation and a basis for your craft which you will then be able to build on later on in your career. Kestagram says, for audiences, performances can stay with us. Yours from The Convert did, for her. Have, um, have any stayed with you as a performer and a role that's inspired you still to this day? I think all of my role, all, all of the things that I've done stick with me, you know, like, mm. especially, especially with plays, because like, you spend so long with these characters, you know, you spend like time in rehearsal and you earn time in performance. So it's not easy yeah. to kind of like, just like put them to bed, you know, like, so like all my characters stay with me and like like I said earlier on like you have to learn to love your characters and learn not to judge your characters even if sometimes they do terrible things you know you have to see you have to find things about your characters that you think are amazing and that you find admirable so I definitely like stick with them but like in terms of like inspiration like I'm I am like genuinely just like really inspired by my peers I think like it's it's amazing to like watch Michaela and what she's doing and being part of that project or to watch Shopee like lead Guns of London you know like it's an amazing thing to watch someone who's in the same space as you doing brilliant things I find that really inspiring um and feel really kind of like fortunate to be adjacent and near that so so um, Ms Hilaire says what would your ideal role be if you had a chance (laughs) Uh, I don't really think like honestly it's a bit mad but I don't really think about things in ideal roles type of thing because like I mean I think it's like it's the wrong way around to look at things because it's look that in in, in that sense you're looking at yourself you're like what can I do and like what can I do to prove to people like how great I am or whatever and I just think that you're always going to be a little bit unsatisfied if you think about if you think about the, this industry particularly like that, but like I'm definitely interested in stories and interested in working with certain directors or certain, working with certain actors, you know? So it's much more that kind of thing. So I'd love to work with like Barry Jenkins. Or I'd love to work with Issa Rae or you mm. know, like Viola Davis. There are amazing artists out there that I'd love to work with and watch and learn for, from, as opposed to be like, I'd love to play this particular part. You mentioned Issa Rae, so obviously Insecure, the, the show of all shows. Um, who are you? Are you Daniel? Are you Lawrence? Are you Nathan? <laughs> Let's get I into the real possibly, facts here. I honestly couldn't possibly answer that. I think I'm um, like... Or Dro, <laughs> furthermore. I even forgot about Dro. Stinking ass Dro. <laughs> who are yeah, you? Yeah, that's me on Dro then. Hey, my God. <laughs> God forbid. Okay, that's it. Girls, you heard it. So she said, how did you go about your to be or not to be monologue, knowing it's probably one of the most well-known speeches? How, like, how did you prepare for that? Because it's like an iconic character, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's difficult because that everyone's got an idea of how that speech is done and, like, it's been done so many times and, like, yeah, there's so much hype about it. But, like, to be fair, with that speech, people only actually know the first two lines of it. They know Absolutely. to be or not to be, that's the question. 
um, but no one knows the rest of it, you know. Mm. And it's a speech that goes on, and like it's an amazing speech, and asks huge questions about life and death, and like what it means to be, and all of those things. So like, I kind of like tried to not get too hung up. I like I never really watched like pre like so I didn't really watch any like other Hamlets, you know. I I, I try not to get caught up on that because I find it different. Once I've got a way of doing it in my head, I find it sure. quite difficult to get rid of that. So I kind of like tried to isolate myself from that and create something that felt true to me but like yeah the stood the speech speaks for itself you know and the questions are real questions that people ask and I I don't know the answer to so it's for me it was always just about really asking those questions and like hoping for an answer This is basically the, something we call the process. We, in our real live version of this, the series is on um, YouTube. We talk to people around table and to get an understanding of people's skills, we put them through the process as where they can demonstrate their skills and how it goes into creating something. So we've decided to come up with writing this, <laughs> virtually writing this short film, which I think is turning into a future, a feature. So all the people that have come before you have set up this stage. So I'm going to run through it quickly and then we want you to build on top of it. Is that clear right now? Yeah, it's clear. Cool. So the story so far is a woman called Chioma wakes up in a warehouse and she um, finds blood on her hand and a dead body next to her. The dead body is a man called Isaac, or we think he's dead. And now she wakes up in the White House and there's a phone on um, Isaac's body. She aren't, and the phone rings when she wakes up a deep voice from a posh white man tells her that, look, this man in front of you is dead because of this special list. So he gets this, there's a list in um, Isaac's pocket. He has to get that, she has to get that. And she has to basically do what's instructed on the list. She's like, what the hell's going on? I'm woken up. This is all too much. She runs, tries to go that side. She goes, she, there's a car in the setting. She runs to the car to get away. Um, in the process, she opens the boot. In the boot is a woman called Patricia. Patricia has, is choked up. <laughs> Listen, now, anything that sounds outlandish, blame Sheila, Damson, Naomi, and Rachel. Okay? Oh, extra. So yes, what, she runs, out to, she runs out to the car, opens yes. the boot, and there's a woman in the boot. And guess who the woman in the boot is? It's her brother's ex-girlfriend, right. who's called Patricia. Okay? Right. Okay. So, and now this list has got a list of names on it. And Patricia's name's on it, her name's on it, Isaac's name's on it, and they're all, you know, they're going to be crossed out. So, um, in this space, a lot of back and forth went on. We don't know who the guy on the phone is. We don't understand whether Chima's committed this murder or something like that. So, what Rachel came up with was the fact that as she was in the boot talking, trying to find out what's going on with Patricia, Isaac comes out of nowhere and bashes her on the head with an axe. So, so, so Isaac wasn't even dead in the first place. This is what. Rachel has decided. Take it out with your peers, man. This is hey. just, I'm just the, the hey. I have to even get my glasses on. Um, so, right. basically, in this space now, we are left with Choma hit on the head with an axe. Right. We are then left with Isaac, who's come out of nowhere with this axe. Patricia's in the boot. And apparently there's another character that we haven't seen who's been hiding in the, in the back. But we haven't established that character. So the, where we left it with Rachel, she says either we go back two weeks earlier to explain how we got here or we go forward two years and the whole thing that happened in the warehouse is a bit like did you hear about what happened in the warehouse and then the future is going to kind of maybe back tell what happened and people are going to be faced with the problem again where do you want to take this crazy story okay 
<laughs> and do you need any refreshers? I need. I probably need a lot of refreshers. But let, I think <laughs> I think let's like go backwards. So what? This is the start of the film. <laughs> Why have I done this to myself? How am I going to like <laughs> legitimize all this nonsense? Okay. I mean, right. So at the start of the film, we open the film. Right. We're starting off. Yeah, we're in Hackney. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Shoma and um, her brother, whose name is Leon. Shout out Leon. They're having lunch, yeah. They're in a Nigerian restaurant. They're eating a goosey soup. Oh, gosh. There's deep. fried plantain. Aye. There's jollof rice. Okay. Where this is all they're, important. Okay. They're living, you know. They're living. Living. You know? Okay. They're living. Because it's a celebration, isn't it? Like, someone oh, a celebration just, of what? Okay. Someone, someone has just, um, she's graduated, you know. She's, okay. she's done her master's. Okay. Yeah? She's done okay. her master's. She's very well okay. educated. But there, um, there's it's, there's a bit of sweet twist to it in the fact that usually this is the kind of thing that they would do with their mum, right? Oh no! The three of them would sit down, make food, talk the things, have a good time. Yeah. But unfortunately, their mum went missing a year ago. A year, a year ago, ago today, mysteriously oh. went missing. A body was never found. Yeah, the, my God. the investigation is still active, open, but no one's heard anything for a minute. So it's a bit mad, you know, but like they're trying to get like, Chioma's trying to get on with her life, but she's trying to do her mum proud. Anyway, so they have this food, right? And then they make a plan that um, they're going to meet later on. Then Chioma sees someone outside the restaurant that hey. she knows. She gets out to go and talk to this person. She's chatting to her friend Gabby, right? And then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. her friend Gabby. So Gabby is a character. Is, is, too. A, is the person that we've seen outside. Mm-hmm. And then out of out of the corner of her eye, yeah, she sees a man, a white man in a pinstripe suit, pushing Leon. What? Into a car. She's like, what the hell? Where's not pushing Leon, but she sees Leon getting into a car with this guy. That's it. She getting sees in, Leon so getting, into, getting a into a car. Consensually. So she's like, what? We haven't even settled the bill. We've eaten all this food. You haven't paid for the food. You've just run off with this this strange man. Anyway, she goes back into the restaurant. She said bye to Gabby. Goes back into the restaurant because she's like, oh, I've been numbered with the bill, yeah? Yeah. Leon's still sat there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Leon is still sat there. What? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Leon is still at the restaurant. Hey. I'm feeling this story now. She's like, what are you talking about? I just saw you outside getting into a car with next man. Okay. Leon's like, like, what are you talking about? I've been sat here finishing off the poof-poof. Right? The what? What did you call it? The poof-poof. It's... (laughs) Nigerians, Nigerians, don't come for me, you know. <laughs> I beg, I beg. Anyway, can we have a moment of silence for that? It's puff, 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 puff. <laughs> right. Anyway, finishing the food, yeah. So she's like, "Come outside." I just saw you. You were right there. So they go outside. There's a car. The man's the the man in the pinstripe suit is just stood there, looking at them. Suddenly blackout. What? And is blackout. that okay? So black black blackout in the world or blackout on the screen? Well, blackout like they blackout, 
Which is, oh, they black out. They, they black out, which manifests okay. as a blackout. Okay. But just before the blackout, you see the two Leons look at each other. <gasps> so there's one moment where the two Leons look at each other. And there's something about the complicity of that moment that goes like that. Bang. Everything goes. And then... <laughs> this one is very, very exciting and strange. <laughs> okay. And then Shioma wakes up. I know. Room by herself. Oh, mate. And by the herself. Thing in front of her is a list. <gasps> and on that list, split down the middle, it says Kyoma A, Kyoma B. Hey! Leon A, Leon B. Um, Patricia A, Patricia B. So on. And at the top of it, it says, kill list. <gasps> Only one can survive. Wow. Okay, this is actually very good. <laughs> it's just one more bit, right? One more and bit. Then she looks up, and then that, that, that wall that she thought was a mirror becomes um, a two-way window. So suddenly <sighs> she can see through it. And like in front of her um, is another Kyoma sat in a chair looking Jesus. back at her, also at a table. And then next to, next, and then she looks at the table and next to the letter is a red button, right? A red button that just looks very ominous, right? She reaches for the, ne for the red button and then again, blackout. <laughs> is that enough? That is I mean, literally, like, yeah, that's a wicked. I'm all right. This is good. You actually brought it back to something because it was madness. It's been madness. Yeah, this one is. Yeah, okay, cool. Well done. I, I have to applaud you for that. That was very, very, very good. Um, I just have to say, like, thank you so much. It's been so fun. Good sport. It's been brilliant to speak to you. Thank you. Thank so you so much for having me. I had a great time. Much. It was brilliant. Thank right. you so much, sweetie. Later on, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye.